0: So Harry, yes. If you were to have an accident, <laughs> <laughs>
1: get that look out your eyes. <laughs> I, I know what's going through your
0: head right now. If you were to have an accident and you were to lose a, a body part, yeah. What body part would you prefer to lose?
1: Okay, if I had to
0: lose one, you have to lose a body part. Yeah,
1: life or death. I'm gonna go with my left arm. Your
0: left arm. Okay, my whole left arm.
1: Okay, interesting obviously right arm's a better arm yeah. um but then it means that i can lie on my side without like where does my arm
0: go <laughs> 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 That is such a good idea. Have you you
1: never thought about this?
0: No, but now that you mention it, it is genius. You're right. Yeah, you could totally get by on that. Yeah, Yeah. that that uncomfortable feeling you often get when you just want to lie on your side and you yeah, like to put your arm behind
1: you to put it in front of you, like it's never quite comfy, and I always end up with shoulder pain. So just like just lop it
0: all off. Just lop it off and just just have one single arm for yeah, one all-purpose right arm for all your arming needs. (laughs) (laughs) Again, get that look out of your eyes.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Welcome back everybody to Beyond the Boxer, the podcast where today we are picturing prequels, sequels and spin-off ideas to Moonstruck. We'll also be picturing some drinking games and hanging with my listeners with the ideas they've posted on Facebook and Twitter. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most baking skill. It's undeniable
0: once again. yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not a lot, it's just more than you. It's you, you can you can make a basic cake, I'm sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> and joining me as always, the host with the most chest hair, is John Lucas. Really? Oh, you got a
0: bit of fluff coming out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose, yeah. Stop showing it, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> you are you're not you're not the hairiest person in the world actually, that is true. You've got the your beard and your hair on your head, but do you what, know what, what? my body that well? every inch harry every every square (laughs) centimeter okay
1: let's please move
2: on
0: (laughs) okay so moonstruck then what do you think
1: of this then Mm -hmm. this is uh uh, part three of our film starring musicians yeah
0: and this was my pick uh, yeah so that should give you some clue that i enjoy this well (laughs) at the end of last week i was torn between doing a really bad madonna movie called Mm -hmm. the next best thing Mm -hmm. or this which is a a really great share movie. Which is the best thing. It is. the which is the next I'm glad best you, thing, it is the best oh, thing. Oh, I'm, well, I'm glad you agree. I guess it's a spoiler <laughs> for your reaction to it. But yeah, I, I'm glad we chose this film. I'm glad we got to this at some point. Mm, um, yeah. Not to say that I don't want to, at some point, maybe investigate the film career of Madonna, because that's a top, that's a conversation. <laughs> um, but I did say I would try and keep away from really bad films for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we agreed on share, on and I'm, I'm pleased. I'm always pleased to watch this film. Yeah. I think this film is completely charming i think it's just delightful <laughs> it but, but how did you feel about it really entertaining i'm glad I'm, I, I mean i'd be surprised if you didn't like this it's a hard film to dislike you yeah. have to go a long way to dislike this film. yeah but it, it, isn't it just the most charming like it's not the most like exciting plot in the world you know there's not that much that really happens it's no, not, not really you know, it's not the most innovative film, but it's just—it's just very likable. You can just it's so fun to watch. It is. Everybody's great in it. Yeah, everybody's great. The acting is fantastic across the board. Every character has a little. Every character has a little thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like even the most minor one scene characters, they've got a little. They'll have a little line or something that says, "I've got a backstory. I'm not just here to give lines away. I've got yeah. a whole. I've got my own life going on. It doesn't need to yeah. be in this film. But it's fine. I'm not gonna waste time on it like some films do. It's not like mm-hmm. Dream Girls where it jumps and like oh, wastes God. <laughs> where it like waste time on characters you don't care about. Mm-hmm. It has its central characters, but it makes you care about everyone around them. Yeah. Which is which is really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love the fact that this is a this is a rom-com. It's like it's a romantic film, clearly, mm-hmm. with no young people. It's really oh, like a, yeah. a grown-up romance story say
1: that nicholas cage is like early 20s well that's
0: the other thing so <laughs> Cher was 41 when yeah. she made this movie um how old do you think nicholas cage was i mean you, you guessed already
1: yeah i i I, well, I think i looked it up at the time so i think yeah. early 20s yeah I he's think. 23
0: 23 to which has a work Cher, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really show like yeah they i i love she, she's got some gray hairs at the start but yeah like, that's uh, that's for the character uh, yeah yeah, I, it's, yeah. But they I don't know if it's I don't know if he's supposed to be playing older or they just decided to not make that a thing. Mm. But yeah, I love that I always love a film where it like subverts the expectation and makes you know the woman older and the man much younger. But then the fact that they never mention it at all. Mm. And it's I never questioned it. I was like, no. of course he'd fancy Cher. It's Cher. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course you'd fancy him. He's a very sexy man, unfortunately, with the face of Nicolas Cage.
0: Oh, in this I mean, we'll we'll get to how hot Nicolas Cage is in this movie I, no. <laughs> it's a whole conversation it, that that well yeah that, that's a conversation to be had but um yeah. yeah I think it's 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 a very rare thing to see a romance about like grown-ups mm-hmm. not as in like people who are like have lived lives and because mm-hmm. mo- even rom-coms that star people who are about the age that share and Nicolas Cage are in this movie like you know people like Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd and they, they still make rom-coms but they're mm-hmm. all like very adolescent rom-coms where it's like oh my god I'm so in love with this person if I don't get this person I'm just gonna die and, mm-hmm. and when I've got them it's like happy ever after and then we're just gonna kiss and everything's gonna be great and life's gonna be fantastic Yeah. and this movie isn't like that it is, it is. What, are I mean, t- what are you talking I about I mean it is it is about love he, he, but, he is
1: very much like that he is but he, she's he not he is very much like oh if I can't find love I want to kill myself hand me a
0: knife Okay, no, yeah, he's literally like that. But I, you pretty much described this movie. Just okay, then. fine, fine. I, what what <laughs> I mean is, your like, point is not well made. Okay, fine. Let I me mean, let me walk that back. What I mean is, like, most rom coms act like being in love is the most important thing in the whole world, and the happy ending is getting with someone. And I just feel like in this movie, I love the fact that Cher, she's got all the shit going on. Yeah, she doesn't have time for any love, any bullshit. Like, she's, like, what, yeah, she she gets proposed to multiple times in this film, yeah. and every time she's like
1: yeah sure mm. <laughs> it, it like it, it's never like oh, i've been waiting my whole life for this yeah, oh that's it. Like, yeah she, she's just so blase yeah. about the whole thing which is great because
0: yeah that's what i mean even like the romantic peak of the movie when he like s- literally sweeps off her feet yeah and he's like i'm taking you to the bedroom and she just kind of goes <laughs> fine <take me> to- <laughs> she's just like okay fine whatever take me to the bedroom like yeah. she she's got other shit going on and yeah. like and and the older characters as well. Like I love the fact that like, I, I, this is very
1: very clearly not the first time this has happened to Share. Like exactly, like to this extent, mm-hmm.
0: I don't even think it's the fifth time. I think no. it, it happens all the time in this in in Share's <laughs> character or just in Share's life. In know? this character, this character. Sure, sure. She, yeah, she's that's something like she's lived and yeah. the older characters as well, like her parents and all the other characters. Like they're it's not about how do I put it? It's 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 like it's about people who have like already been through that stage of like falling in love and all that. Mm -hmm. And now they're just trying to get through every goddamn day, the best way they know how. And it's just, and it's nice. It's very sweet. And it's about, it's just, it's about like, even though this film, I wouldn't say this film's realistic. It's obviously very (laughs) silly, but there is a grain of like, you know, the truth of just like, Day to day love and just you mm-hmm. know like being married for forty years or fifty years and what's that like and mm-hmm. you know had what decisions do you make you know when when you've been in a long marriage and maybe it's not the way it was when you first started and yeah. there's just some really lovely little moments about that and I really appreciate that none of that feels like it needs to be tied to a story about some twenty one year olds who are, you know mm. just wanting to shag all the time it's like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, just a, a diff it's you don't often see mainstream rom-coms that are like this I don't think I yeah. think it's very distinctive in that way
1: so. I, I I, know what you mean like, yeah, and they, I'm not
0: described it very well but no
1: that like they definitely feel like grown-ups in yeah. grown-up relationships yes. um, as opposed to much more childish versions of this story yeah
3: have some dessert
4: no I shouldn't will
3: you marry me what huh will you marry me
4: we'll take the card away
3: very good
2: Mr. Lareda
4: are you proposing marriage to me? Yes. All right, you know I was married and that my husband died, but what you don't know is I think he and I had bad luck. What do you mean? <sighs> well, we got married down at the city hall and I, I think it gave bad luck the whole marriage.
2: I, I don't understand.
4: Right from the start, we didn't do it right, okay? Could you kneel down?
0: On the floor? Yeah, on the floor. This is a good suit. So do you want to do a plot summary then? Sure, yeah. So, Moonstruck, released in 1987, mm. it is famously the movie for which Cher uh, won her Oscar. Yeah, yeah, uh, beating uh, Glenn Close and Meryl Streep, I believe. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. big year for her. Yeah, double win, double whammy. Yeah, triple win, triple whammy. Yeah, and I love that she won an Oscar for this because it's not the most. Um...
1: It's really not. It, to be honest, I, I I didn't know that it was for this. Yeah, and. Like, it, it wasn't obvious that, that this was an Oscar-winning role.
0: No, because it's not like, a, oh, my baby is dead. You know, it's, she doesn't yeah. have, like, a big emotional Oscar speech moment. It's not that you know, kind of movie.
1: That makes me like this movie ten times more. Yeah,
0: it's just that... But isn't she perfect? Yeah. Like, is yeah. is her performance not brilliant? But yeah. it's not over-the-top or, like, really Oscar-y. It's just, like, she's completely believable as this character. Has Nicolas Cage got an Oscar? He does not for this. He was, uh, he won one for Raising Arizona, which I don't think we've done. I don't oh, know if not, you've yeah. seen it, but... Oh. yeah. No, he has one, but... okay. It was after this. Uh
1: I think. Yeah, I was wondering because like his acting, which you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about oh, yeah, really sure, yeah. at length. On in this and many other episodes. Sure, we'll never we'll never uh, <laughs> write nicholas Cage movies. There's just too many of them. So um but like his acting in this specifically, it's remarkably over the top. Yeah. But it works. Um, it definitely works. Was any of it ad-libbed? Was I don't it, was know it, was it improv Because his delivery makes it sound like it's improv
0: It feels like I think this is the thing. Nicolas Cage is the kind of actor where if you put him in the right role, he's amazing. But if you put him in like the wrong role, he's just un- unwatchable. You know, yeah. like, it's just you have to use him well, and this mm. movie just uses him very well. It's yeah. perfect for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think that they're both very, very well cast in this. She, he was actually share was cast as the lead in this movie. You know, she was big star in the eighties, mm-hmm. and they were looking for someone to play her love interest and they auditioned a few people mm. and they auditioned Nicolas Cage and the producers and the directors they weren't keen they didn't really get what he was doing because he is so over the top mm. and they thought the age difference was too much and they were just like you know no this isn't going to work we're going to go with someone else mm. and Cher actually insisted she was like no if you don't hire him I'm quitting the movie oh, wow. she literally put her foot down I was like if you don't hire this guy he wasn't a big star at the time he's like 23 years old he'd been in a few things mm-hmm. she's like if it's not if it's not him I'm not doing it wow. and uh I think what that proves is li- always listen to Cher. <laughs> Cher is never wrong. Yep. Cher knows what's up because she made a very smart decision. Where was Cher at at this point in her career? Oh, I mean, she's... I mean, Cher's career has had so many ups and downs mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, she was first famous in the 60s and then she had a few down periods and up periods. But no, she. this was like... Eighty, I think. In this year, she made this. She made the Witches of Eastwick, mm-hmm. and she released If I Could Turn Back Time. So this right. is a good year for her. Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a very good year yeah, for sure. her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Evan just came together for this. It's a great character for her because she just. It feels very authentic. Mm-hmm. It feels very like realistic and lived in, and every line she delivers, she delivers perfectly. Like, yeah. and that to me is yeah. You don't. I don't need to see someone crying in the rain cry or you know lose 50 pounds or you know just do some crazy (laughs) stuff to you know or age 40 years just go and act really well just Just go and be iconic and look great and act great in a movie and make me smile yeah Yeah. that's all you need to do so and be relatable and be relatable exactly because
1: that's what this is like compared to all of those other different types of roles that you just described yeah this one is a
0: relatable role yeah that's the other thing it's a very relatable film i don't cry in the rain (laughs) Never? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. This is, like I said, this is a movie about people in somewhat, even though it's like very fanciful and it's kind of a fairy tale, at the grain of it, it is about people just like trying to navigate grown up relationships. Mm -hmm. And and she's great in that.
4: Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been two months since my last confession. What sins have you to confess? Twice I took the name of the Lord in vain, once I slept with the brother of my fiance, and once I, I bounced a check at the liquor store, but that was really an accident.
2: Then it's not a sin. But
4: what was that second thing you said,
0: Loretta? Yes, yeah, so a Cher and Nicolas Cage. Cher plays Loretta. She is a 36-year-old widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italian, very Italian. This mm-hmm. is a very Italian movie. <laughs> Never forget how Italian no this movie is. Y- y- this film never lets you forget that all these <laughs> characters are very much Italian. Yeah, They're living in Brooklyn, which is a very Italian neighborhood of New mm. York. So she is. She's living with her two elderly parents, played by Olympia Dukakis and Vincent Gardinia, mm-hmm. who were both also nominated for Oscars for this film those are
1: great names
0: they are all great yeah. names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's her name olympia olympia Dukakis. yeah wow yeah that's a great that's a name you know if you're born with that name you know you're not going to be like an accountant yeah <laughs> you're gonna be it's like being called madonna you're gonna be a star mm-hmm. um yes so they both got nominated for us madonna, madonna's actual name yeah she was born madonna she's all called right. madonna chiconian oh, also cool. italian oh, mm. there you go um share's real name uh share's real name is Sherilyn. but spelt with a c so she just shortened it so. oh great yeah so it's all there it's all there yeah mm. um what's lady gaga's real name is, is,
1: is that is that the, is that the difference no okay no, different no, one
0: here. her real name is stephanie so that's not as exciting oh it's not gaga or something it's not no it's stephanie uh, For... Germanotta. so yeah mm-hmm. not as good also italian though yeah. lots of italian links all these people here wow lots of famous italians um where was i yes yeah, so she lives with her parents played by olympia dukakis mm-hmm. and vincent gardino who were both the actors nominated for oscars for this film as well mm-hmm. she won he didn't yeah so um yeah this film won best actress and best supporting actress which i think both very deserved yeah uh um, yeah, he would have deserved it too but you know he lost to sean connery which is you know fair enough um, in
1: what though because it might not be fair enough uh
0: the untouchables sure. sorry the
1: untouchables oh i've not seen it it's, it's sean it's,
0: connery's one of those actors who like he's 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 one or the other sure yeah well in the Untouchables, this is a tangent in the untouchables <laughs> he uh is playing an irish cop Right. Uh, but he doesn't even attempt to change his accent. He just decides... Oh, that, that. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've not seen it. I've just heard about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's infamous. Like he, made, he made, I mean, for an American, they wouldn't really know the difference, but he yeah. made no effort to change his accent. But Great. still a good performance. Mm-hmm. We might do it one day. Anyway, beside the point, Cher is living with her elderly parents. She's a widow. Her first husband died after a couple of years, and mm-hmm. she is convinced that because of the way that they got married and because he died so young she must just be cursed with bad luck because mm. she's very superstitious it's a very yeah. superstitious italian family that she's in uh but she is dating again she's dating a guy called johnny Camereri, mm-hmm. played by danny aiello yeah yep we meet them having dinner together in the local italian restaurant mm. and he proposes to her <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst proposal it's ever. such a. it's a funny sweet but very wrong proposal yeah like yeah. he's not very he's basically a baby i think uh Cher's dad says he he's a baby, and it's mm. actually a perfect description of him. He's such mm. a man child, like yeah. He's but, not, but not in like a throwing tantrums. Like no, he he's a nice enough way. guy. He's, he's he's just a bit dim. He's just a bit dim and a bit of a bit of a putz. Yeah, he's, yeah. He he's like he's, he's sweet, but he's yeah, dim. you can see why she's like fond of him. He's not like a. That's the other thing. This film doesn't make it'd be easy to make him like the villain, yeah. so that you don't feel bad that he gets screwed over a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's not the villain. He's just a he's a perfectly nice guy. He's just a bit of a i don't know bit of a baby mm-hmm. just he's just not he's not share you know he, he <laughs> <laughs> but he proposes to her in this restaurant and it is very funny it's a very funny proposal because he's yeah. not made any plans he's not even bought her a ring he just kind of thinks he can ask her nicely over dinner mm-hmm. and she says well you know you need to get down on one knee and he goes this is a nice suit <laughs> <laughs>
1: So like, but, but I like that. Then it cuts to the waiter. It's like he's going to
0: ruin his suit. Yeah, exactly. It's a real point of concern. And <laughs> yeah. then he doesn't have a ring, so he has to give her the pinky ring. she's like, he really likes his pinky ring. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's not very romantic, but it's very. It is very funny. Yeah. And she accepts his proposal. Mm-hmm. And then they drive to the airport because he has the reason he's proposing is that he has to fly back to Sicily to Italy to see his mother who is dying. Mm-hmm. So he flies off to Italy, leaving her alone in New York for a few weeks. I did love the scene. Uh, when she's watching his plane take off yeah. and she stood next to like a really old italian oh yeah, yeah widow woman in all dressed in black and she's like i put a curse on that plane my <laughs> sister is on that plane she stole a man from me and <laughs> she's like well i don't believe in curses and she's like "Well, have nah, wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's good <laughs> but then you see share like look at the plane with this like expression of like mild concern mm. she's like mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. her facial expressions in this film are just fantastic they really they're br- the brilliant yeah, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> But ultimately, the plane does not crash, and he goes to Sicily, and uh, (laughs) and she goes home to her parents and tells her father, and then her mother. Well, she tells her father that she is engaged to Johnny Camerieri, and he's having none of it. He doesn't like Johnny Camerieri very much. He he's very uh, resistant to this. He like says, "I'm not going to pay for it." You know, he's, he's he's just a classic grumpy dad. Yeah, he's not paying for it. And then they go and wake up the mother who's like asleep in bed, and they shake her awake, and she just wakes up and kind of without even like missing a beat, she kind of just goes who's dead
1: (laughs) (laughs) great intro to a character
0: great yeah because it just sums her up she's got this kind of really world weary kind of you know Mm -hmm. just quality she's just kind of very sarcastic all the time
1: yeah and at this point i'm still thinking that like his plane must have gone down then so like because that's been foreshadowed and then a mum wakes up and says who's dead i'm like okay well you know they don't Mm -hmm. know it he must be dead he might be
0: dead yeah that might be the plot but yeah because yeah not sure if i've seen this before you have, i think we watched it together about years ago and i think it was at the end of a like long film or if and you're probably like asleep mm-hmm. and half drunk so yeah
1: because yeah. i have a memory of like watching it but i don't really remember any of the film yeah
0: it's a delight to revisit it's, yeah I, i've watched this like eight times and i always enjoy it so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so she tells them that she's getting married and the dad doesn't really like the idea and the mum says do you love him and share says no i don't love him but mm. he's nice enough and the mum says good because if you love them, you drive, they drive you crazy. Yeah. So it's actually better to, they're very practical like that. They're, they're all very practical in this film. Mm. And she's like, it's better if you don't love him. At least you could. if you can get on with him, that's all you need. So, um, mm-hmm. so they kind of, they make peace with it. And, uh, but before Johnny goes to Sicily, he asks Loretta to call up his brother, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be confusing in the, this plot goes <laughs> as I jump between Ronnie and yep. Johnny. Uh, but well, yeah. you could just call him N- Cage. Nick Cage and Daniel, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Johnny says, you need to call my brother Ronnie and invite him to the wedding mm. um, because we have this feud and there's bad blood between us and we need to mm-hmm. make peace. And I, I don't want to get married until I've made peace with my younger brother.
1: Yeah. It's weird that he's doing that now rather than like a week ago just to be like, hey, Ronnie, our mum's about to die. Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd give you a last chance just to come and say hi.
0: Well, I think this is all about his char- uh, Johnny's character being like this, kind of a bit of a a baby. Like He's clearly avoiding it and just pushing it all on Cher he's just running away basically yeah avoiding his responsibilities so yeah he's just he's like Cher you fix my fam my five-year family problem Mm -hmm. I'm off to Italy for a week and boy does that backfire and it backfires horribly (laughs) but but it works out for everybody in the end yeah but yeah so she calls Ronnie the Mm -hmm. younger brother who was a baker Mm -hmm. and he immediately hangs up on her like Mm -hmm. she, she says she's Johnny's fiance and as soon as he hears that he's like what's what's he says something like What's done can never be undone. He just hangs up on her. Yeah. So she goes round to his bakery and tries to speak to him. And this is when we're introduced to Nicolas Cage, who Mm -hmm. is, of course, playing the role of Ronnie. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to make a controversial statement here. Okay. I have never fancied Nicolas Cage more than I do in this bakery scene.
1: I don't think that's a controversial statement. No, do you no. think it's it's fair? He's, yeah. he's pretty hot, yeah. I think it's absolutely like, because you don't see his face for a while. No, sure, yeah. And that that really helps. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean, yeah. Because <laughs> like, initially he's just like, oh, that's just a really hot man. But then he turns to the camera like, oh, it's Nicolas Cage. I do not know how to feel about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still okay with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of, he's got that kind of Jack Nicholson kind of, ugly sexy thing going on i think you're weird i know but i'm not alone in this <laughs> no you're clearly not no i mean today wouldn't touch him but <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing
1: is that like i know how nicholas cage turns looks. out yeah, yeah. Like, i know i know how he looks when he gets older and so when i see him like young like this i just i still see the same person but like mm. you know
0: no i can put that to one side it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can cope with it cool though. cool okay yeah. great but yes yeah, so she goes to the bakery to try and talk to him face to face. And he tells the story of why he's got this five year feud with his brother. And mm-hmm. it boils down to the fact that he was once engaged to be married to a woman mm-hmm. and somehow Johnny distracted him by accident, mm-hmm. complete accident, distracted him in the bakery and Nicolas Cage, Ronnie, Accidentally cuts off his own hand. Yes. It's so ridiculous. It really I, is. But he plays it so like, well, not straight. He's Nicolas Cage. He's playing it like <laughs> to the rafters, but in such a way that is so funny. Yeah. Like, so he's going on about how he lost his hand. Like I lost my bride. I lost my hand because that because when he lost his hand, mm-hmm. his fiance left him because yeah. she couldn't handle the lost the one hand thing. Yeah. So he's like, "Where's my hand? Where's my bride?" It's. Just, it's. A, <laughs> See, this is the sort of thing that really makes me think. Like, was this script written? Like, yeah. who
1: wrote this? And, and like, how did they write this and think that this was going to work? But it did. I know it did. Because like, it, it's amazing. It's an iconic It's an iconic scene and an iconic film mm-hmm. delivered by an iconic actor. Yeah, I think. But how do you write that?
0: I think they really found the right. I don't know if anything was improv. I've not read anything to suggest that it was. But I just think Nicolas Cage was, I think Cher was very correct. I think he was the perfect actor to make this work mm. i can't imagine many other actors and this not just being stupid yeah. because he, he is just so inherently ridiculous it just it just really works mm-hmm. yeah and it's really funny
5: do you know about me oh mr Cameron? what
3: do you know about me
2: Mm-mm. okay
3: nothing is anybody's fault but things happen
4: look
3: This wood is fake. Five years ago, I was engaged to be married, and, uh, and Johnny came in here, and he ordered bread for me. And I said, oh, OK, some bread. <laughs> and, and I put my hand in the slicer, and it got caught, because I wasn't paying attention. The slicer chewed off my hand. <laughs> it's funny, because when my fiance found out about it, when she found out that I had been maimed, she left me for another man.
4: That's the bad blood between you and Johnny? Yes, that's it. Yeah, but that's not Johnny's fault. I don't care! I ain't no freaking monument to justice! I lost my hand! I lost my bride! Johnny has his hand! Johnny has his bride! You want me to take my heartbreak, put it away, and forget?
0: So Sherry's just kind of bemused by this. Oh, and he threatens suicide as well, which is... Not normally something I'd laugh at, but in this movie it's so funny. He's like, it is hilarious. "Get me the knife! I'm going to slit my throat right here and now." And he's got Give me the knife, Karen, the big one. Yeah, and he's got his little bacon assistant. He's like, "I won't do it! I won't do it!" She's taking it very seriously. <laughs> And then him and... Also, Cher doesn't seem to care at this point. No, Cher like, is she's, completely like... She's, she's so blasé like, about everything. That's what makes Cher amazing in this movie, because she never, like, gets stressed. She's just like, fine, Just can we go upstairs and have a coffee? And he's, like, yeah. literally threatening <laughs> suicide. She's like, can we just go and have coffee first? And so he's like, fine, he takes her up to his apartment. And, um... Again, like, talking about tiny characters who never come back. Like, mm. the girl in the bakery, who literally has no scenes ever again, mm-hmm. just gets this one little scene where she goes, I'm in love with this man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never know, but I'm in love with him. And then... Forgot about that. Yeah. And it's like, in any other film, that'd be a plot. But no, I mean, she's just gonna have to deal with it, because he yeah. marries Cher. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But, like, <laughs> it's just it's just very funny. Like, mm. nobody, no character in this film is wasted. Everyone's got a little backstory that they need to be given, even though, like, yeah. literally, like, an extra. Yeah. So... Yeah, so Cher and Nicolas Cage go up to his apartment, and they have a. She cooks him a steak, mm. drink for food. Definitely a <laughs> drinking game. Is the the food in this movie is all over the place. But oh, we'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but she cooks him like a bloody steak, mm. uh, and they have this whole conversation about how she thinks he's. She kind of psychoanalyzes him. She's like, "You're a wolf, and mm. uh, I think you gnawed your own paw off. You gnawed your own hand off, <laughs> me- metaphorically, because you weren't in a good relationship." And they have mm. this whole argument about you know relationships and who's to blame for what happened to him. And it gets very heated, and then they they have a big passionate kiss, and then he sweeps her up and takes her to the bedroom.
1: I, I I forget if it's around now or if it's later in the film, but there's a delivery of one of his one of his lines which just really got me. He's like,
0: "Oh, was it get into the bed?"
1: No, it, it, it was, but it was more <laughs> come into my house and get into my bed.
0: Yeah, that's later on, but it's, <laughs> it just that's
1: really a... emphasis on the get, and then like a long pause, and like yeah. again, how did he how
0: did he do this? He's just he's it's, it's, it's just great he's an absolute genius he really is Yeah, when, when he's in the right role What do you think he's like to work with oh I'm sure he's a nightmare <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean when he was 23 and had nothing to prove I'm sure he was who knows maybe this was a different guy I think today from what I've heard he's definitely you know eccentric but uh, you know this is this is young Nicholas Cage he's mm. just trying shit out you know yeah but I, I don't know but it's great and I love that you can it never gets said out loud but you can absolutely tell that Johnny Camareri, Danny Aiello's character, mm. like Cher's fiance, has never given her this kind of a night before. No. This is very clear. Like <laughs> yeah. she's she's getting a ride she's not had for a very long time, if ever. Like Oh, it's such film sex. <laughs> it really did, is. Did, film did, sex, did yeah. you
1: notice? Like, so they lie down on the bed, he's yeah. lying on top of her, I think. Yeah. And the camera's quite close up, it's just some sort of like head and shoulders sort of thing. Yeah. And you can see all four of their hands, or three and a half of their hands, yeah. um, are all in shot. Yeah. And like they've just lay down on bed. They're all they're both still wearing their clothes, but then they just start going at it yeah. as though like they're not wearing their clothes and everything's yeah. happening. But it's
0: not I oh, film sex like that. Yeah.
1: It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. How did either of
0: you wiggle out wiggle your way out of your clothes? Yeah. Cher was not gonna show a booze for this movie. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> <laughs> No. It's not that kind of film, Harry. <laughs> I'm not complaining about that.
1: I'm, sure, I'm just yeah. um no, I just uh, I, I like pointing out when people have sex in films that just doesn't make sense no
0: yeah i'm not it's certainly not a very realistic all sex the clothes are on and all the noise yeah i mean and the next day her hair is flawless yeah <laughs> she's in full makeup like she looks mm-hmm. great but uh yeah yeah but yes also they do have this very passionate sex scene and this is like the the fateful night so we cut away from Cher and Nicholas Cage for a while, and we mm-hmm. go to see the older family, like Olympia Dukakis and Vincent Gardenia, and mm-hmm. they're and they're having like a family meal, and they're talking, they're reminiscing about the past and like the moon, and they talk mm-hmm. about uh how back in the day there was this fantastic full moon, hence mm-hmm. the film title Moonstruck, mm-hmm. where Cosmo, who is Cher's dad, proposed I think to Cher's mom, yeah, uh, and so it is kind of setting the scene of how they've had this great romance in the past, also. I mean, we have to talk about how quotable this movie is. There's so many quotes and we'll will individually like Do you have a favorite line in this movie? Mm. You've talked about get into the yeah, bed. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely get into the bed. That's yeah. that, that that's my standout. Okay. Because the, the, there's a small one in this scene. It's not like a very memorable scene, but there's a small one in this scene that made me laugh so hard. Because they also live with Cher's granddad, mm. who's like this very old man who has like six dogs. he yeah. comes in. He just wanders in and out of scenes mm-hmm. like without actually really contributing much, but it's very funny. Yeah. But he's sat at the dinner table and his dogs are, like, jumping around his lap. Mm-hmm. And Cher's mom has cooked this whole meal. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, just... He keeps throwing all the food on his plate onto the floor so the dogs can eat it. Mm. And Olympia carcass, like, in the most dead pun voice, says, Old man, if you throw any more of my food to those dogs, I'm going to kick you till you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That was a great line. That's a great line, yeah. And she delivers it so much better than I just did. <laughs>
3: Oh, man, if you give those dogs another piece of my food, I'm going to kick you till you're dead.
0: But, yeah, we get a little montage then of, like, the night. So, Nicolas Cage and Sherrod lying in bed together. They've just had sex. They're, you know, full romantic glow. Mm-hmm. And there's a lovely, lovely scene with uh, the auntie and uncle as well where the uncle jumps up in the bed and he sees the full moon again. He gets oh, very yeah. excited. Yeah. And he's, he's standing at the window. And uh, then his mm-hmm. wife says, you know, and this guy's, like, 75, or whatever. He's mm-hmm. an old man. And she says, you know, when you stand up in the window in that light, you look 25 years old. It's it's so sweet. (laughs) And then they have sex and it's lovely. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It's just nice. This Um, film is very sweet. It's very, it's very sweet and romantic. It's like very like relationship goalsy in many ways. Mm -hmm. Not in all ways, but in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. So basically this night has this, this moon appears, this full moon, which is supposed to signify like true love, I guess. The next day Cher wakes up still in bed with Ronnie and she's Mm -hmm. overcome with guilt and she's like, that can never happen again. I'm marrying your brother. This was a huge mistake. You need to come to the wedding, but you can never tell Johnny what just happened. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas Cage is having none of it. He's like, I can't do that. I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. And then we get the iconic <laughs> RuPaul's favorite.
2: Snap
4: out of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was two slaps. Yeah, it's a slap slap. It's a classic drag queen double slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, she slaps him across the face twice and delivers the most iconic share line of all time yep. snap out of it <laughs> it's just perfect <laughs> i wonder if they knew that was in any way iconic when they did it No, i think again it just the delivery was just so perfect just, yeah you, it, you can't script something like that it just it's movie magic mm-hmm. it's just yeah snap out of it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah so she tries to break it off but he's insistent that he's fallen in love with her and he, yep. he can't let her go and so to calm him down and to kind of placate him she agrees to go to the opera with him that night yeah because that'll calm him down That'll cal- yeah a, a second <laughs> date that's gonna calm him down. you know she wants it she's yeah. had a, she's had a good night she's had a good role in the hay with him she wants a bit more nickels cage <laughs> so she agrees to go to the opera with him that night and then on the way she goes by the hair salon and gets a full makeover because mm-hmm. the whole film before now she's been she's still Cher it's very you know yeah. it's a very movie like let's make someone incredibly glamorous look a little bit dowdy. like she's mm-hmm. got gray streaks in her hair yeah, yeah she's yeah. got very like thick eyebrows and stuff mm-hmm. then she goes to the salon and this and gets this makeover where they dye her hair and they give her a big blowout and she comes out mm-hmm. looking just well she she's she becomes Cher, she, she's like Cher. Sta- <laughs> she steps out and she's Cher and <laughs> yeah. it, she's got giant hair and she looks incredible impeccable mm-hmm. she buys this dress and she goes to the opera with him and uh she, she's deeply moved of course by the music and mm-hmm. she sheds a tear and you know she's living for it but then she's deeply disturbed after the opera or in the interval i think they go downstairs and she's very disturbed when she catches her father mm. with his mistress oh yeah because yeah. we've learned earlier in the movie that her father is having an affair with another woman mm-hmm. so she, she kind of catches him with that and that really upsets her but then mm-hmm. she's also been caught with a man who's not her fiance so mm-hmm. her dad kind of calls her also and they kind of agree to they kind of agree to not Rat each other out, but she's yeah. obviously very upset about it because actually, would be if you caught your yeah. parent having an affair. Meanwhile, we cut to a very tragic scene of her mum having a, like, having dinner alone in the, in the mm-hmm. local restaurant, <laughs> just like while her husband's like actively cheesing on her, she's just having a lonely solo meal in this little Italian restaurant. It's pretty sad, it's very sad, yeah. But then she also finds a little soulmate, she ends up with, sharing a table with uh, John Mahoney, mm-hmm. um, who I know best as the dad from Frasier, but that's probably before your time, mm. but yeah, he, he is. This college professor mm. who twice in the movie is seen on a date with younger women, women in like their, who are like teenagers or like mm-hmm. early twenties at most. If he's a college professor, presumably. A student. Presumably like, I think he says they're students of his. Right. Yeah. Basically he gets I a mean, no, Does he,
1: Or does he, in the second one, doesn't he say like she's a mental health, health patient or something? Well, maybe that's even worse. I don't yeah. Know, like, yeah. He, he proper throws her under the bus.
0: I don't know if that was like his, I think that was like his line to kind of excuse himself because basically I think so, yeah. he, she throws a glass of wine in his face and storms out this, mm-hmm. this young girl. Uh, and then Olympia Dukakis kind of takes pity on him and invites him to her table. And they mm-hmm. have kind of a heart to heart about uh, That They talk about love and she asks him, why do men chase women? And mm-hmm. he says, probably because they're afraid of death. And she's like, yes, that's the answer I was looking for. are <laughs> afraid of death. Yeah. Um, but they, they really- I don't know no, no, you get getting mixed oh, up. Oh no, that was Johnny Cameron. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her theory. Her theory is that men chase- yeah. women because they're afraid of death and he doesn't know mm-hmm. but anyway they have this dinner together and they kind of they bond they connect they have a clear little bit of a romantic spark mm-hmm. and then they walk home together but then he kind of invites her back up to his place and she turns him down she's like you know what no i know my husband's cheesing on me mm-hmm. i know my life's not great but i also know who i am yep. i don't need to have an affair i'm comfortable with who i am and she's like nope it's fine i'm mm-hmm. good good night
1: it's, yep. it's very nice it's very sweet it like, is yeah. yeah
0: so she turns him down Meanwhile, Cher and Nicholas Cage are walking back home from the opera, mm-hmm. and uh, she tries to leave him, but once again, he talks her into getting into bed with her, <laughs> with him. Well, basically, this is when he does the uh, "get into my bed" speech, yeah. which is great. <laughs> like, he does a whole big speech about it's,
1: it's like any other person. It wouldn't have come across as romantic. It would have come no. across as like kind of creepy. Very much so, yeah. But weirdly, Nicholas Cage of all people, he pulls it off really well. So so. Yeah. I think it's just like he he's built up that rapport with the audience earlier in the film that like yeah we've all fallen in love with him. We can see why Cher likes him.
0: Absolutely yeah. And also as much as he's very intense, he's never like forcing anything on her. He's no. She's very much like making the decision. Like mm-hmm. he's just saying like I love you. I think we should have sex. I think that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And she's like she thinks about it and she's like yeah all right yeah. <laughs> very nonchalantly she's like fine okay yeah, yeah. let's do it. Uh, so they have they have another night together. And then we get this amazing shot of her having the most glamorous walk of shame of all time. <laughs> like this is no this is no walk of shame I've ever experienced, you know. <laughs> the walk of shame, you know, you're normally bedraggled, you look like mm-hmm. shit, you know, you are hungover. Mm-hmm. Cher's just like effortlessly strolling through Brooklyn, like in this be- with her hair still fully blown out. <laughs> she's got this beautiful red dress on, she's kicking cans down the curb. There's mm-hmm. no she's not vomiting, she's got no inclinations of vomit. <laughs> I, this is like the ultimate walk of shame goal. Yeah.
1: yeah 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 but to look like Cher
0: to look like Cher yeah it's the dream yeah (laughs) it's what I fantasize that I look like when I am doing the walk of shame just like (laughs) uh but she gets home and the family sits down for breakfast oh sorry I've skipped a bit so before the morning so that night when Mm. Cher's mom Olympia Dukakis when she turns down John Mahoney Mm -hmm. then she gets into her house and uh Johnny Camareri comes back Mm. from Sicily his mother has not died she's staged a miraculous recovery Mm uh and so he has a little heart to heart with
1: which i've got a question like Mm. she's got to be what like 80 90 yeah she seemed like like, what do you count on miraculous recovery because like when we saw her before yeah she was lying in bed but she was completely conscious and like Mm. flapping her arms about and everything like she looked
0: fine just lying down
1: so was she ill yeah i I don't think
0: i don't think she was really that ill i think he was just like using her as an excuse right yeah or he was like very like panicky Mm -hmm. when actually there was nothing particularly wrong with her but yeah whatever she's fine she seems to have recovered so yeah olympia dukakis has this conversation with him and that's when she says um that's because she has this theory that men cheat on their wives because they're afraid of death Mm. but no man will admit it Mm -hmm. but johnny then admits it he says yeah maybe it's because men ultimately are afraid of death and, mm-hmm. so, and she's like finally you told me what i want to hear that's great yeah and then i just i really love the scene when her husband comes in mm. from like seeing his mistress and she just kind of without any kind of preamble she just kind of says Coswell. what
3: i just want you to know no matter what you do you're gonna die just like everybody else thank you rose
0: <laughs> and he just he just gives her this like very tired look yeah. like like, you know, he, like he, this is not the first time they've had this conversation like mm-hmm. the kind of look you give to someone you've been married to for like 50 years and mm-hmm. he just kind of goes thank you rose goes to bed Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's great it's so fun <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so they have this little heart to heart and then he goes to bed uh and the, yeah so the, ne- the next morning Cher comes home from her walk of shame mm-hmm. uh, and the family are all having uh, breakfast. Well, first she sees her mother mm. uh, and they're having a conversation uh, and she admits that she's kind of having an affair with someone who's not, who's not Johnny <laughs> and, and then Johnny knocks on the door and then we get another, I mean there's just so many quotable lines, but yeah. again and it's all in the delivery. Cher's mom says, uh, when Johnny knocks on the door, Cher's mom like freaks out a bit and she goes, you've got a love bite on your neck! Your life's going down the toilet! <laughs> <laughs> It's just so funny. Mm-hmm. It's Ronnie on the door actually. it is actually Ronnie at the door but they didn't know that. So yeah, yeah Ronnie turns up and then Johnny turns up shortly thereafter mm-hmm. and then Cosmo comes down. The whole family's basically around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. The breakfast table, I should yeah. say. They're all around the breakfast. Well, family.
1: everybody's there before Johnny, like including the aunt and uncle, yeah. the granddad, all six dogs. Everybody's there. They're all waiting for Johnny cuz like, right, okay, it's the breakfast, it's a new day, let's get some drama out in the air, eh?
0: Yes, that's it because then yeah, Ronnie comes around and basically forces share to admit that she's in love with him and she doesn't want to marry johnny so everyone's like oh god johnny's gonna come she's gonna have to dump him and it's gonna be in front of everybody
1: but also during this time just as like a a starter for the drama Mm. um share's mom does confront her husband and just say like stop seeing her or something like that
0: oh yeah that was a lovely scene i thought that was after johnny turns up you're right it's not no yeah so they're at the breakfast table and cosmo sits down and um the, the mum, uh, Olympia Dukakis, says, uh, have I been a good wife to you? Hmm. And he says, yes, you've been a wonderful wife. They've been married for like, what, 50 years probably? Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, well, then I want you to stop seeing this mistress. She kind of drops the mic and she's yep. like...
1: He doesn't really say
0: anything. No, he he he, really? just, he stands up and he slams the table. Oh, yeah. And he, he like he has his arrangement, but then he sits down and he says, okay, fine, I'll do yeah. it. And, <laughs> and, and It's um, a great reaction. It right? is a great reaction, yeah. yeah. And then he says something very like depressed. He, he says like... Um, One day a man wakes up and realizes his entire life is based, is built on nothing. Mm -hmm. And she, and I think this is the moment that wins her the Oscar, because it's such a beautiful little moment. And she Mm -hmm. kind of looks him like square in the eyes and says, your life is not built on nothing. Mm. I love you. Mm-hmm. And then they hold hands and uh, they yeah. say they love each other. And it's it's, 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 it's pretty, a lovely. Old, yeah, I loved all the uh, while this is
1: happening. Yeah, all the reaction shots from Sharon yeah. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah. Like Sharon is doing a perfect like covering her face with both hands, like in shock, just like oh my yeah. god, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got I've got my boyfriend here. My husband's just coming and like parents are doing this in front of everybody i couldn't do yep. it any other time oh mom i'm so embarrassed yeah and then nicholas cage he's, he's like eating cereal or something like i love this yeah he's living <laughs> i love this family this he's is great. living for the drama yes yeah. so
0: it's, it's better because he's he's a dramatic little bitch he's, yeah. loving, he's, he's loving this <laughs> this is what he wanted so so yeah they, they reconcile he agrees to, to stop seeing his mistress and mm. it's very sweet uh also there's a again just like side plots that don't get any time in the movie but just like nice to have the aunt and uncle come around because they mm. think that Cher stole the money from them oh yeah <laughs> yeah and she's like oh shit I, when i was getting my makeover i forgot to hand over the money and like yeah you can give the money to, the shop money to yeah, the bank in any other movie that would be like a half hour plot and yeah. this is like this is the first we're hearing of it but yeah. it's, just, it's like they've just had their own little plot in a different movie i i
1: did think it actually because like she leaves the shop. She, she takes this massive wad of money. Like, yeah. I guess she works in their shop or whatever. Well, she's
0: an accountant, so she does the accounts for all the local businesses. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and
1: she's going to go and deposit that in the yeah. bank, And it's a massive wad of money. She puts it in just a regular bag, and she's holding it in her hands. Yeah. And she's not looking, like, on edge that she's carrying, like, so, so much money. No, she probably does it every day. Yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. But, like, it's, it doesn't really come up again. But then it's that's when she walks past a shop that's like
0: selling nice clothes and stuff. Oh, did you then, think she actually had stolen the money to get her makeover? I don't think
1: that she's stolen it. I think that she might have like taken some of it or borrowed it or oh, something right, okay. to like buy herself all new clothes and get a makeover and stuff sure. like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's something. It's interesting. Yeah. You know what? Maybe she did. It's never actually it's never said actually that explained. all the money
0: was there. <laughs> I don't think she's the kind of character who steals from her i I don't on, think sure. so either, but... That's just what I took the film to imply. Sure. Maybe it was supposed to make you wonder that. Yeah. But yeah. I, don't, I ultimately don't think that's what her character Nobody is. I think either. her character is very, very moral and mm-hmm. very, you know, loyal to her family. Like yeah. that's something we learn about her character. That she's very like superstitious and loyal and, mm-hmm. you know, she cares about her family So, yeah. But yeah, I love that. that that's just this little thing that happens off screen. that yeah. they're having this, they're, They've are having they're got their own little drama going on, but mm-hmm. we do not need to see it, but it's there. Yeah. Uh, but then eventually Johnny turns up, Johnny Camareri. Mm-hmm. He comes back to the house. And before Cher can tell him, before Cher can confess that she's having an affair with his brother, mm-hmm. he says, I can't marry you anymore. Yeah. Cause he says, My mother's recovered and I'm worried that if I tell my mother that I'm getting married to you, it'll kill her. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna have to call off the, the, the wedding, which mm-hmm. is very romantic. <laughs> and it's 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 convenient. It's very it convenient, is. although Cher still kind of has an amazing reaction to it when she gets very angry, like yeah. un- unjustifiably, but fair enough. She gets very angry, <laughs> and he's like, "Look,
1: I, no, I'd say it's justifiably." Yeah, no, it's it's like, just, okay. yeah. He,
0: he has tr- put stronger along. Yeah, yeah, completely. yeah. I think in, you know, like
1: in theory, like yeah of course, she's not up for getting married to him anymore. But she's definitely like, "Wait, why aren't you going to marry me? Am I not marriage material?" Which well, she's not going down that route. But like, she absolutely could be. Yeah, sure. And in in her head, she might be. Yeah, and it is quite unreasonable for somebody to say like, "You know what? Actually, I don't want to marry you because it might kill my mum." well, that's just a weird superstition. Shut Uh, up. Do you love me or not? Yeah,
0: no, it's clearly a get-up. Clearly neither of them really wanted to get married, which is the thing. But no, there's a great little exchange where I think he says something like, in 10 years' time, you'll see this makes perfect sense. And she kind of, immediately jumps back she's like in 10 years time you'll be dead and i'll come to your funeral in a red dress <laughs> <laughs> that's harsh how old is he yeah i know right yeah he's gotta be what like her
1: age maybe a little i older. don't know if
0: that's the exact line but it was something like that yeah. yeah um maybe it was just one day you'll see and one day you'll Right, die right, happens, right. But whatever anyway okay. but then uh yeah so he's he gives back the ring and he says mm. look i'm sorry i can't marry you and then Roddy jumps in and he, says, doesn't give, he doesn't give back- she, um, yeah. she, she gives the ring back to him she gives the ring back to him yeah. and then and then ronnie nicholas cage stands up and says well if there's an opening i love i love that he he doesn't hesitate at all no. yeah.
1: like the minute the ring comes off her finger he's like right i'm on it yeah. i'm on it this is, this is it it's gonna happen
0: i also loved earlier on when um i think Cheryl or maybe olympia dukakis tells nicholas cage oh johnny's uh in Sicily visiting your mother she's dying and he goes yeah we're not close yeah, <laughs> yeah. he does not care at all about his nah. dying mother like mm. not at all <laughs> but yeah so then nicholas cage takes uh, johnny camareri's ring and mm-hmm. proposes to share and uh, she accepts of course yeah and then olympia dukakis says um do you love him and she goes oh mom i love him something awful mm. and uh she goes, "Oh, that's a shame." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh will yeah, drive you mad. will drive you mad, yeah, cuz love drives you mad, but uh it's it's a happy ending and then they uh they get mad, they, they get engaged and uh, then the grandfather, the old the guy Well, I like drums.
1: that. Well, sorry, you skipped over that Nicolas Cage also clearly didn't have a ring. No ring, doesn't not, get not down a on surprise. One so she's no.
0: like uh "Johnny, can I borrow your ring?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no <laughs> Doesn't stick to tradition, tradition at all. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. He proposes. Because like, like at this
1: point, I feel really sorry for Johnny in a yeah. way. Like his brother has just gone and stolen his his fiance. Uh-huh. Not, not that he want, didn't want to marry. Not that he wanted to marry her. But yeah, that's happened. He's got to take back his shitty ring that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't good enough for share in the first place, and then lend it to his brother so that his brother can propose.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's no, like he's he's not, all
1: really harsh. But then I love it that. Like seconds later, they're all pouring drinks and Cher's granddad just passes him a drink and says, get over here. You're part of this family too. Yeah. That's it's it. really sweet. It's, it is
0: very really sweet. It's just, yeah, they're all just a big old happy family and it yeah. all works out best for everyone. Although I do love that. I think the last thing that happens is that I think Nicolas Cage proposes to Cher and she says yes. And then the grandfather with all the dogs just bursts into tears Oh yeah. and his dad goes, what's wrong, pap? And he goes, I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on. Like, yeah. But yeah and then the credits roll and we we're uh, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie that watch, watch the copyright yeah sorry that's all i'll uh but yeah that is the end of moonstruck yeah um very good pick i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah, yeah. i'm glad i didn't choose that madonna film no. although i might come back to it one day but uh, sure yeah
1: but like this was a this was a great this is pick. one that's
0: been on the on we, the waiting list for a long this time this is a great time to do it yeah i yeah. agreed johnny
3: camareri showed up
4: last night what he's in sicily
3: no more? He's not... No, he's with
4: his dying mother in Sicily. She recovered. She was dying.
3: It was a miracle. A miracle? This is modern times. It ain't supposed to be miracles no more. Uh, I guess it ain't modern times in Sicily. He came right from the airport. He wanted to talk to you. you. You get a love bite on your neck. He's coming back this morning. What's the matter with you? Your life's going down the toilet.
0: Okay, shall we get on to drinking games? Sure
1: thing. So the first one I've got is Drink for a Hand Gesture. I was... D- yeah. drink, drink twice for two hand gestures.
0: Okay. As dual hand gestures. Do you mean... I mean, it, it's not a very visual medium, but do you mean the Italian kind of under the chin like... Thing? There's
1: a lot of that, yeah. yeah. And well, that, there's so much in this. Yeah. Like one, Once you notice it, you'll never stop noticing
0: that everybody is doing it. They're Italian, yes. It's a very expressive <laughs> people. Yeah. It's just great. It's really entertaining. It is. It's, yeah, it's very fun. But yes, they're definitely amping that up to the max. Mm-hmm. Uh Okay. Drink every time Loretta, as in Cher's character, mentions yeah. her look. Her look. She's obsessed with like bad luck and good luck. Uh, okay. The fact that she thinks she's cursed. It's just, mm-hmm. just a running theme. Yeah. yeah. So drink for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, drink for superstition. Same thing, basically. Same thing. Yeah. That was basically what I was getting. Oh, her yeah. luck. Yeah. Her I l- what? thought you said her look. Oh, her look. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. So superstition is basically, yeah. Drink for superstition. Right, right, That's right. what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we had the same thing then. <laughs> Uh, okay, drink for food. Yeah, definitely. Lots and lots of food in this movie. Yep. Yeah, eggy bread. And, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just really made me want to have spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, actually, that eggy bread, that that really turned me on, that eggy bread. She would... Oh, yeah. oh, that looked like such a good sourdough with an egg cracked into the middle of it and fried up. It looked flawless until she flipped it over and the egg wasn't at all ready and she just sort of threw it in the frying pan. That yolk would have gone everywhere. Wow no she, she screwed up she, she she absolutely screwed up and oh. she served at Cher. she did not even eat it the phone rang they should have had their oscars rescinded just for that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an abomination john um drink for the moon mm. in this fair amount obviously
0: certainly it is the theme of the movie yeah, yeah. so a romantic full moon yeah drink i mean we've had hand gestures but drink mm. for italian drink every time a character speaks in the italian language sure yeah because there's a lot of that jumping in and out of italian um speaking of drink for opera or aggressive italian music yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of people in this movie were not italian as well uh,
1: that doesn't surprise me
0: no i mean a lot of them were but uh, Cher is armenian mm-hmm. and olympia dukakis is greek so uh, hey. yeah lots of people pretending to be italian yeah but, uh, what's yeah. nicolas cage no he's italian i think right. he's from the coppola family which are an italian family so yeah drink every time a side character gets a hint of a storyline oh yeah yeah like i said every literally there is no character however small if they have a line they have a story they've mm-hmm. got a backstory yep. so i like that
1: yeah yeah, yeah that was good um drink for mismatched acting styles oh go on so it's basically any time that when there's nicholas cage just going at like Eleven out of ten, and then shares doing something which was not quite the same. Basically, I forget when exactly uh, the 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 first scene I I noticed this in, but it's just when Nicholas Cage is just going completely off the wall, and you think that the script isn't, well I think the script isn't scripted mm-hmm. for him, and then shares doing a very different kind of acting. It's much more subtle, but it's still entertaining to watch. Sure. Um, there's a lot of that going on
0: but don't you think that works really well like oh yeah they
1: they complement each other very well yeah it's not like
0: they're in two different movies no not 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 even slightly now yeah it's just like yeah he's you can see how she's much more grounded than he is and Mm. that's maybe that's why she's attracted to him and that's why he's attracted to her they're like Mm -hmm. opposites attracting yeah but yeah Yeah. it's, it's not like they're both giving different performances in different movies but i agree they're like she's so down to earth Mm. and so common sense and like nothing phases her and he's the most melodramatic person in the world so it is very it's a very funny contrast Mm -hmm. yeah cool that's all i got Uh, i drink for dogs oh yeah the old man has upwards of six dogs i can never tell from scene to scene yeah Yeah. Uh, and drink every time someone has liquid or food thrown in their face (laughs) <laughs> sure again very italian sure. Wait, but is
1: there much food thrown on a face i
0: can't remember, i can't remember if there's a lot of food but certainly liquid like yeah there's lots of wine growing <clears> <throat> uh, yeah particularly on poor old john mahoney who has like at least two girlfriends who splash it with wine <laughs> but i think there's other occasions as well mm-hmm. just lots of very dramatic flinging of glasses of wine so mm-hmm. yeah drink for that yeah okay. oh and drink for cheesy italian pop songs
1: yes well i've already covered that one but yeah, yeah sure. so listeners if you've enjoyed that and you feel like you want to be Big friends with me and John. Big friends. B- <laughs> Interesting turn of phrase, sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making this up as so I go along. Sure, go as I do every week. Sorry. Um, you can um, come and subscribe to me and John by going to patreon.com slash beyondtheboxset. There you can uh, join for as much or as little as you think that were worth. Mm-hmm. We do a pay-as-you-fill system, so it's not. we don't take advantage of the tiers there. Pay whatever you think we're worth, and you get everything, no matter what. So you get a 30-second advert slot on the main show. Mm-hmm. Once a month, we do a Patreon episode as well. Get a Patreon to pick a film for us. You can come a guest if you want to, but you don't yep. have to. It's a great way for us to find new films. Uh, a neat thing that we started doing at the end of the episodes, we do live call-ins. Yeah. I don't know why I said the word live. They're not live. They're, they're pre-recorded. Pre- very much pre-recorded, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for Patreons only, you can uh, have your have, have your say. You can talk about the movie for a little bit, but mainly come and do a sequel pitch. And make it entertaining yeah and uh yeah we'll play them at the end of the episode this being the first episode we're doing it we're
0: trialing a new thing it'll either yeah. work spectacularly well or you'll never hear about it again yeah <laughs> so all that and more and pa- bonus episodes yes and bonus episodes of course yes full you know, reviews got coming opposite, up with yeah. doing
1: that so yeah all that and more all at patreon.com slash beyond the box so what does a
0: receptionist do when the fire alarm goes off i don't know Call the fire brigade? I seriously hope that was a joke. That's what the fire alarm is for. Well, she's the one who asked what to do. I'm just guessing.
1: Well, I think you'd have to be the one that makes sure everyone knows where the fire exits
5: are and checks that everyone is out of the building. Like, we have the list of guests. It's not that hard. Aye, just wait till it actually happens and we'll
1: see if you find it's not that hard.
5: What are you gonna do if everyone goes off running in different directions before you check them off your list?
0: Or someone sleeps through it.
5: I highly doubt you can sleep through a fire alarm. I have. Sure. So what? We're just going to say they'll check off all the guests as they exit the building to make sure they're all out. Welcome to
3: The Quids Inn is a new fictional podcast coming to all podcasting platforms weekly from September 10th, 2020. Learn more about the show by visiting our website at islandlifeproductions.com
1: and clicking on Support Us. Okay, so I'll go first. Sure. Sequels. Now, There were many characters that you could spin off. There were, yeah. So many, but there was one that really stuck out to me.
0: Okay, I'm interested.
1: So I've called this Moonstruck 2, The Curse of La Lady at the Airport.
0: Oh, is this the old lady? Oh, fantastic. (laughs) So this is the old lady I mentioned in my plot summary who has put a curse on her sister's airplane. Yes. Okay. Great. I love it when you heard it on a tiny character. Yeah. <laughs> well, this film just lends itself to it. because there's, there's what, like 50 of them? Yeah. Everyone has a story. Yeah. There, there are no wasted parts in this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I'm just going to play a clip uh, from from the film and uh, we'll go from there. We
4: have someone on that plane. Yeah, my fiancé. I put a curse on that plane. My sister is on that plane. I put a curse on that plane that it's going to explode. I'm fine falling to the sea. Fifty years ago, she stole a man from me. So, il mio uomo. Today, she tells me that she never loved him, that she took him to be strong on me. Oh, she's gone back to Sicily, to in Sicilia. I cursed her that the green Atlantic water should swallow her up. I don't believe in curses, <laughs> neither do I.
0: So this is a uh, great one-line character, or, or one-scene character. Isn't, isn't it? it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to pick up Okay. 50 Years Previous. Oh, okay. We're
0: going to get some sisterly love battles. I like mm-hmm. it. Okay.
1: So back in the 30s, the 1930s, mm-hmm. in Italy, uh, we are going to have a film with a little love trio. Sure. There are going to be two sisters, and there's going to be a man.
0: Okay. Who, who's, who's playing these characters? Do you know? The man,
1: uh-huh. Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Sure. Italian. Very yeah. Italian, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, The sisters, Kate Winslet. Interesting. Claire Danes.
0: Oh, his two most famous film love interests, Titanic. Mm -hmm. Notably, neither of them remotely Italian, but sure, (laughs) we can can go with that. That's fine. Well, I'd I'd
1: say it works. They're they're probably just as Italian as Leo.
0: Well, I mean, Claire Danes technically was playing in Italian in Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. And Kate Winslet has range. so So why not? Why not?
1: So, Kate and Claire, who are going to be called as such... Um, <laughs> very they, Italian names. <laughs> <laughs> um, they own a restaurant together in Venice. Okay. It's a very well-regarded res- restaurant, one of the best in the city. Kate likes it because she's small. Uh, sorry. Kate like. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. Um, Kate likes it because it's small. Okay. She's the chef. Right. So it basically means that she doesn't need to do loads of work. Okay.
0: So she likes having a small business. She's yeah. not all about... She,
1: she thinks it's friendly. Yeah. yeah it's nice. Sure. Uh, whereas Claire, who runs the business and the she works the front of house, she wishes that they grow the business um, because they're doing so well.
0: Ah, okay. Conflict.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, one day, a very fancy man comes in. A fancy man. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is Leo. Okay. Claire recognises the quality of his suit and uh, sits him at their best table in the window. Okay, now, question. Yeah. Sorry. Is this present day Leonardo? They are all their current ages. Yeah, they're all about mid-40s now, I think.
0: How old is this old lady supposed to be in Moonstruck then? She said it's been 50 years. Well, then they, she'd be mid, mid-90s. mid Okay, okay, fine. Just, so, it so, works. It's, so it's not like Romeo and Juliet, Leo. It's current Leo strolling in.
2: Yeah. Okay, fine.
1: I don't think that a moonstruck sequel would have the budget to do a C- CGI de aging. No, I'm, trip, I, I but, don't uh, think.
0: So. I'm, I'm not thinking of CGI. I'm just, thinking, I'm just trying to get the timelines in place. That's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, they're all. Yeah, they're, I'd say they're all their present ages. Maybe fine. they could all be playing a, a tad younger or something. But
1: sure. No, okay. Yeah. Fine. I'm here with it. Yeah. Nothing too ridiculous is happening here. Sure. So yeah, Claire. She uh, sits them in the best window, the best seat in the window, mm-hmm. best table in the window, and uh, she flirts with them a bit as. You know, as, as is partially her job, but also it's not difficult, is Leo.
0: So, sorry, remind me, Kate Winslet is the owner and Kate Claire, D- Claire Danes is the waitress? Yes. Okay, so which well, well, Fla- they, they,
1: they, sorry, they, they both own it. They own it together. Sure. Kate works in the kitchen. She's the head chef. Right. Claire is the front of house. So person. is
0: Claire Flesman or Kate? Claire. Claire is Flesman. Okay. Yeah. Just keeping it straight in my head. Yeah, Carry yeah, on. yeah.
1: Sorry. And uh, yeah, she finds out that he's down from uh, from Verona, a little callback, sure. Um,
0: to uh, to to see the canals. Are we asking Leo to do a full Italian accent?
1: I'd say so. Yeah. Cool.
0: I like yeah, it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, all of them are doing such. Oh, great, great. So she goes back into the kitchen and uh, giggles to Kate about how attractive he is and how she fancies him, mm. and uh, as, as well as giving his order, of course. Sure. And she describes him in a lot of detail to Kate. Mm-hmm. So Claire goes back out to serve the other customers, leaving Kate alone. Um, and, uh, Kate looks a bit annoyed and has a bit of a rant to, okay. uh, one of the, one of the other staff members there.
0: Because she's trapped in the back all the time, where exactly, Claire yeah. gets to go and, like, flirt with people. Exactly. Sure. Okay.
1: So, yeah, she's saying that Claire gets to look all pretty and meet all sorts of fancy people, while Kate has to stay out of sight and cook all the meals in a super hot kitchen, which makes her sweaty and just generally quite unattractive.
0: Okay, so it's kind of a, like... Chrissy's sister, ugly duckling situation, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that, like she's ugly, but like no, but I'm but like but she's but, but, not. but when somebody's actually working in a kitchen, like yeah, sure. in re- in real life, it's it's not an easy place to look. Yeah, no, super we're, we're cramming
0: hair for the makeover, is what we're saying. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's got thick glasses on and everything. Sure, her know.
0: hair is frizzy from all the hair, the, the, the food, smoke, mm. and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, meanwhile, out in the restaurant, Leo has just finished his meal, and it's the goddamn best pasta he's ever eaten. Oh wow. It's so good, in fact, that he's not just going to leave a hefty tip. He's asked Claire if he can meet the chef and shake their hand. Oh, okay. So he goes back in just as she's finishing her rant. And my forehead is always covered in grease. And I could swear I found a dreadlock the other day. Leo standing behind her clears his throat.
0: Ah, uh, so it's a classic meat cute
1: Yeah. She turns around, all embarrassed. Her face is red as the tomatoes on the chopping board. <laughs> um, it could be embarrassment or just the heat of the kitchen. Sure. And he says that was some of the best pasta i've ever eaten and i just wanted to meet the chef who cooked it up even though kate looks an absolute state leo looks to her with that strong confident face and she just loses herself in his eyes mm. <laughs> clara stood behind leo with a big scowl on her face you know clearly She's jealous yeah yeah of course leo he thanks kate lightly kisses her hand even though it's a bit sweaty and has tomato juice on it he sees
0: past all that he sees that exactly inner beauty, yeah.
1: yeah and he leaves He's very thankful to Claire on the way out, as she sees him out, mm-hmm. um, putting a hefty tip in her hand. She says, come again, won't you? And he, he nods as he leaves. Sure. He's he's going to come again. He's,
0: mm-hmm. he's probably going to be a regular now. Several times a night, probably, by the end of this
1: story. <laughs> <laughs> he replies that you simply must come back to the best restaurant in Venice, uh-huh. in his opinion. So the next day, when they open up the restaurant again, they've both got a big spring in their step. Kate is singing to herself in the kitchen. She prepares... And Claire is dancing herself around the restaurant as she sets the tables. Mm-hmm. That evening, when Leo comes in, Claire is waiting at the door for him and sits him at the same table with a bit of a giggle. Mm-hmm. The two of them flirt a little and he gives her the eyes as he places his order. She hesitates a bit, realises she's left a bit of a long pause mm-hmm. and apologises and leaves with a big blush on her face. He eats another delicious meal and asks to meet the chef again. He goes back. And Kate has done her best to make herself look nice. Okay. So she's not had a makeover, but like from somebody else, she's done her own. She's done. She's done what she can. Yeah. yeah. It's not the best. No. She's uh, she's let her hair down. She tried to brush it. Oops.
0: Not, no, it, is it much. one of those things where her lack of finesse is kind of part of her appeal?
1: Yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Makeup's a little sloppy. There, it's not. You, there you, you, can, you
0: can see that she's... Are we setting up that he's more attracted to Kate than he is to Claire and Claire's very jealous? Is that kind of what we're trying to go for here?
1: I'm trying to go for ambiguity. I've ambiguity I've, I don't okay. feel like I've done it very well, but I'm trying no. to... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Leo walks in and gives her that look again. Mm-hmm. And he asks, he asks both of them this time. You two run the best restaurant in town, and you have the most delicious, heartwarming food and the most friendly waiting staff in all of Italy. Mm -hmm. When was the last time that somebody cooked for you two? Oh, okay. And so Leo hangs around for the rest of the evening, chatting to them both when they're not working, and he even pitches in a little bit here and there, just sort of waiting until they close up, basically. Sure. And so when they've seen all the customers out, Leo insists that the two of them sit down and open a bottle of wine while he goes and prepares a meal for them in the kitchen.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They sit for about half an hour or so um, while the full full moon shines in brightly through the window um, and they hear, Well the moon hits this. Of course, of course. Um, just out in the background. Um, they actually get through two bottles of wine while they just <laughs> gossip and chat together like they always used to before the business took over their lives. Sure, okay. So a bit of a um, fun in- inter- interval, yeah. It's cute. But it's the last
0: happy moment that the sisters share. Oh, God. They're not going to black out, are they? No. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not that story. <laughs> Oh, Oh, thank God. Um,
1: Leo comes out and waits on them, hand and foot. He brings them more wine. He serves them a a very fancy three-course meal for for all three of them to share. Mm -hmm. He sits with them. They sit. They they laugh together. They have a great time. Leo can't decide who he likes more. And they're both battling for his attention. Mm -hmm. They talk and they laugh as the the camera pans out of the restaurant and over the moonlit canals of Venice. And that's the
0: end okay and that is and it's gonna like so who do you think is gonna be the old lady in the airport whose sister stole from her? is that S- the some, some
1: ambiguous who knows the great mystery so it's yeah. like, which
0: sister is it oh, that's interesting okay
1: so um, who 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 got leo and who actually loved him
0: who well, knows i feel like her i think like leo and kate were meant to be because mm-hmm. it feels like they've got more of a romance story like the the dowdy one who's stuck in the back yeah but who has like all the cooking talents mm-hmm. i feel like it's kate and also because you know kate and leo no, no one ever says Claire and Leo, you know, which is, that movie's a classic. No one yeah. says Claire and Leo. Yeah. So I think Kate and Leo were meant to be, and Claire stole him at the last minute somehow. So you think that Kate, I think Kate, Kate is Kate is, the, Kate is the one at the end. Kate who's is to the put old the curse lady. On the plane. Yeah, Kate is the old. And you know,
1: Kate Winslet has made a career from Titanic. To be to be honest, that's where I like Kate was the first I cast, and it was because like, who do I cast as like a young version of a really old lady? Yeah.
0: So the old lady could be like Gloria Stewart, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i I think claire stole him somehow maybe she sent kate away or maybe she dragged she lied to them in some way and Mm -hmm. uh yeah fully stole him and then kate ended up opening a very successful restaurant in brooklyn new york Mm. 50 years later she finds out the horrible truth yeah maybe leo's still alive by some miracle and after the curse they reconnect and they get back together in their old age maybe yeah but only maybe. Only maybe. Who it's knows? All, um, that's all ambiguous. I who like knows? that. I think, I think that's good. I love I love that you focused on such a tiny little character. <laughs> well, she was a great character. She was a great time. character. No, no, I mean it. I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I, I but love it was it. a character that like, there was enough to go on. There's like, clearly a backstory. Yeah, Yeah. because like a the,
1: the the other baker who's like, I love
0: him. Yeah, like, there's, there's not actually anything there. there there's
1: there. not really much there. There's the aunt and uncle who they run a shop or, yeah. some, or, or an accountancy thing. Like, yeah, sure. There could be something there. But they're not giving me anything yet. Sure, yeah. Um, well, the old
0: lady, just like,
1: yeah, well, my sister stole the yeah, man she from told, me. And... She
0: tells you her whole, sequ- her whole prequel pitch in her yeah. one scene. Second. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: So, there it is. Like it, very that good. Is, what um, was the title
0: again? Moonstruck 2, The Curse of La La Lady at the Airport. Curse of La La Lady at the Airport. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Fantastic. <laughs> Should we get to me? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I have decided to do a direct sequel. It is called Moonstruck 2, That's Amore. Nice, nice. 30 years have passed uh, since the events of the original film. Mm -hmm. Loretta and Ronnie, as in Nicolas Cage and Cher, Mm. are still married. They have a very tempestuous marriage, but they've made it work. They still very much fancy each other. Mm -hmm. And they had a daughter who was born shortly after the events of the original film. Is it Meryl Streep? No, it's not matter. That would be great, but no, she's, she's a little old for the role. i playing it. This is a this is a woman who's like in her late twenties, early thirties. So sure. I would love to cast Meryl in that moment. I'm just never going to let anybody forget
1: that Meryl played Cher's daughter.
0: Yeah, well, that's something they played like lesbian lovers in Silkwood. And then did and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Meryl found it very amusing when they right. played mother and daughter. Uh, yeah. No, so how, how did they get Cher for that?
1: I mean, I get like Cher. Do you want to be in a in a Mamma Mia movie? Oh my god, yes. But like do you want to play a great-grandmother?
0: I guess they were like, I can imagine they were like, do you want to play Meryl Streep's mum? Do you want to play Meryl's mum? And I bet Cher was like, only if she's dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's probably the way it works. Yeah. Hey, Cher doesn't give a shit. I will not stand next to that woman. Do you remember when we watched Mamma Mia 2 in the cinema and Cher appeared at like the... 90 minute mark in the <laughs> yeah. movie and like you just see that like, the bejeweled glittering foot yeah and that those really yorkshire old ladies oh, yeah. sat opposite us were like oh there she is <laughs> so funny it. so are we though <laughs> i know it was great it was a great moment like that that's share just does great movie appearances like it's always an event no it's not <laughs> it's not meryl anyway it's not Meryl. oh um, well, i need to watch that again too. Yeah. yeah i watched it with my mom recently she enjoyed it yeah, yeah. But no, it could be Amanda Seyfried. I'm not sure. I've not. Oh no, actually, I have cast this person. But um, okay, so, sorry, I, I've already forgotten. Where are we? So share. It's thirty years later. Right, share yeah. is still married to Nicholas Cage, and yeah. they have a daughter who is in her late twenties to early thirties. Mm-hmm. And this daughter is called Gabriella because it's mm-hmm. got to really be very Italian So like, Gabriella. Nice. Yeah. 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 And she's been off living in Europe for several years. She yeah. went off to study and she stayed in Europe for like maybe like 10 years. Mm-hmm. But she's, as we pick up this movie, she's moving back to Brooklyn to see, to okay. be closer to her family for the first time since she, in like a decade. Mm. So obviously Cher and Nicholas Cage are very excited. Their daughters, the baby's coming home. Mm. Sorry, my Italian accent <laughs> going to really wander in this episode. Eh, but they're her. very excited about that. So Gabriella comes home and I'm thinking who can play Cher's daughter? Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking it has to be someone Italian because it's mm-hmm. you know, it's a very Italian film. Sure. And so I did think potentially you could go with Lady Gaga. Okay. And she's a little bit old for this role. Yeah. But then so was Cher in Moonstruck. So I think it, yeah. it, it, it tracks because Cher was 41 when she filmed Moonstruck. She was, I think there's a line when she says, Mom, 36. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, you can pull off. Whatever. You're Cher. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Lady Gaga may be playing like Cher's like 27 year old daughter when she's actually like 35.
1: Yeah, no, that, that absolutely works. You can live with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How's she looking?
0: or Gaga. Gaga. Gaga's looking good.
1: Well, no, no, I actually describe it like, like is she looking like Lady Gaga or is she looking like um, A Star Is Born Lady Gaga or like you know what's, what's what's the deal here? Does she look like a like a superstar?
0: No. Well, I think we should do the. It's not a big. Or, or, or
1: does she look, is she going grey?
0: Like. No. Yeah. Well, I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe not going grey, but you could definitely do a callback to the original where she comes back and she's kind of quite not that interested in her appearance and mm. she's kind of just a bit dowdy but then spoiler alert there's a love story in this movie oh. so maybe she has a whole makeover that's not really the point of this movie but i could see it happening and you know Gaga can do that mm-hmm. Gaga has the share gift for reinvention so yeah maybe, maybe there's gonna be a makeover scene okay. but initially she's just you know she, she's share's daughter and nicholas cage's daughter so she's she's an attractive lady and mm-hmm. she's you know smart and sophisticated but mm-hmm anyway she's back in town yeah and Sharon and Nicolas Cage are delighted you know they hug and they cry and you know they cook pasta ragoul. you know mm-hmm. it's all happening yeah but also Lady Gaga she reconnects with some old friends some childhood friends who she left behind in Brooklyn when mm-hmm. she moved to Europe and they go for a night nice out mm-hmm. on the town and they get quite drunk and on this night she meets a guy a handsome Italian boy named Leo who's about her age okay yeah it's not DiCaprio okay <laughs> he's too old for this role okay i've not cast this well maybe because i'll be honest i've stolen huge amounts of this plot point from a, a terrible film that i've been very tempted <laughs> to do on the podcast called little italy okay and it stars hayden christensen right so this could so be one hayden
1: christensen and lady gaga
0: maybe it's not set in stone it could be someone else but sure
1: okay no no let's let's, let's go for it
0: yeah he's called leo He's an he's a good italian boy he's very handsome yeah and on this night, he she meets him in a nightclub. She doesn't oh, recognize Hayden
1: him. Hayden Christensen in a romantic role. I never thought it would happen again.
0: Oh, it's in... We we need to do Little Italy. It's... <laughs> I've, I've, I've held is off it, on it. Is it
1: before or after Star Wars? Oh, it's
0: post... It's recent. It's post-Star Wars. It's oh, right. terrible. Okay. But I, I really enjoyed it. But I'm going to give you some space. But at sure. some point, I'm going to bring it back. So, yeah. fair warning. Anyway, so Lady Gaga and Hayden Christensen and Leo, he's a handsome Italian boy, mm. they meet in a nightclub or a bar or whatever. Mm-hmm one thing leads to another they end up spending the whole weekend together yeah they have a romantic weekend they fall in love Mm -hmm. and it's only at the end of that weekend when they're saying goodbye to each other and they're like making plans to meet again in the near future Mm because they both like each other so much that they realize that he is in fact the son of salvatore campiolo who is Nicolas cage's greatest rival (laughs) What? But he wasn't a character. That wasn't a character in Moonstruck.
1: Okay. So, so you've made all this up. I've
0: made a character up. Right. So I've made a character. So basically, this 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 sexy Italian boy. This
1: is as fantastically ridiculous as it needs to be. Yeah.
0: So this boy that that Lady Gaga as Cher's daughter has had a fling with is the son of Ronnie Calamere's Mm -hmm. deepest rival in the baking scene. He's a fellow baker. (laughs) called salvatore campiolo who nicholas did you make that name up too i made that name up yeah. it sounded very i just googled those generic italian names and put them together yeah.
1: that's a that's a great one yeah what is it again
0: salvatore campiolo nice. completely made it up yeah. yeah is engaged in a lifelong bitter feud with nicholas cage great they're both bakers great and they have had a lifelong feud big the, question yeah who have you cast uh, john travolta
1: nice yes nice
0: because of course those two go together so well yeah so yeah it's john travolta as the dad Mm -hmm. lifelong feud with Nicolas cage Mm -hmm. the reason for that feud at this point is unclear but they they hate each other and their families can never speak it's i'm basically setting up a classic romeo and juliet situation i can tell you yeah also i'm saying john travolta as salvatore campiolo should have an eye patch
1: i already assumed he did
0: yeah well because Nicolas (laughs) cage has what has lost his hand yeah and Salvatore's Lost Desire. They, they need to be evenly matched. Yeah, right? no, it, it, that fits so perfectly. Yes. So they're in a bitter feud, but nevertheless, they're so much in love, this couple, that um, Leo, Hayden Christensen, mm-hmm. proposes to Lady Gargot mm-hmm. and she accepts. Right. But they can't tell their families because oh, this shit. feud, it's bitter. Mm-hmm. It's a bitter feud. Mm-hmm. So Lady Gargot, Gabriella, she tries to tell Sharon, Nicolas Cage. Mm. And Nicolas Cage does not take it well. <laughs> so badly does he take it, in fact, that not only does he forbid them to get married, he also orders Lady Gaga to grab the kitchen knife and friends to slit his throat in the kitchen right there and then. Oh, He's so entertaining. He's so over the top, yeah. Yeah. And Cher, of course, is more level-headed. She's like, Johnny, calm down. I'm like, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. By Italian accent. Yeah. Snap out of it. There yeah, yeah, it she is. She slaps him, yeah. Yeah uh shnap out of it <laughs> meanwhile we cut to salvatore john travolta being you equally think if did get
1: a sequel that they put that line in you'd have to
0: it, it's the most iconic it would was which would, would share deliver it or would somebody else deliver it? it. To. who else can deliver it better than share like it was it is one of the hundred, it was voted one of the hundred greatest film quotes of all time in yeah. empire magazine so it's, okay. it's a truly great line yeah. yeah anyway uh john travolta as salvatore is equally unhappy he's having a whole bitch fit about this mm-hmm. marriage as well he's not having it whatever yeah uh, so this has only made the feud between the two families even worse mm-hmm. so both of their parents forbid the match and tell them to separate mm-hmm. but lady gaga and hayden christensen they're too much in love gabriella and leo they're yeah. too much in love they keep seeing each other on the slide it's a classic romeo and juliet that their, their, their families are separating them mm-hmm. but they love each other too much and the family feud escalates and only becomes more urgent when gabriella Discovers that she is pregnant
1: uh, okay. with Leo's baby. Oh, yeah!
0: And they're too scared to tell their parents because, with the rivalry having reached fever pitch, Ronnie and Salvatore have challenged each other to the year's annual Baker of the Year contest, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to go on a head-to-head battle.
1: Great! To, Great!
0: I, the, lo- I love the drama. Yeah, the, and the <laughs> challenge—the challenge they both have to face together or against each other is to flip the most pizzas without stop without stopping in a row okay (laughs) so they're both like making pizzas and like putting all the ingredients putting the cheese putting the toppings on Mm -hmm. putting the oven like making the most pizzas and then flipping them and starting the next one Mm -hmm. without stopping for a breather wow and the one who lasts the longest wins okay it's a very intense battle
1: anything to do with the quality of the pizzas what's the deal no they have to
0: be good pizzas they have to be like worthy of their restaurants yeah So they have to keep making these pizzas until one of them drops, basically. That's the challenge. Yeah. My money's on Cage. Yeah, they go head-to-head in this pizza-making competition.
1: I I think he's got way more... um...
0: Stamina? Stamina, yeah. It it lasts 18 hours. Wow. (laughs) 18 hours, and neither of them have stopped, and they're flipping pizzas next to a giant hot baking oven. Yeah. And they're flipping and baking and seasoning as fast as they can. You know, they're shaking.
1: Cage's only got one hand. How's he
0: doing this? Well, we'll... Travolta has anyone eye and there's no depth perception. You know, it's, it's oh, yeah, tough. Yeah. yeah, and meanwhile, Cher's in the background like Johnny, you're gonna kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's trying to reason with him, trying to talk him down. Yeah. But they neither of them will give mm-hmm. in. So they're both like literally risking their own lives to bake these pizzas to mm-hmm. win this competition.
1: We have John Travolta's wife um, also just shouting stuff at him, but she's never on screen. She's not. She's not cast as anybody. She's just always an, an off screen. Yeah. Well, I was voice. thinking you
0: could have like Marisa Tomei or something. But oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah doesn't matter yeah uh yeah so so they're in the midst of this battle and eventually like they're both like dripping with sweat and they're both old men you know mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's 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 risky for their health mm-hmm. and eventually Gabriella and Leo I'm come not old men they're, late in the 50s. they're like in their like, late 50s yeah they're not young men anymore once yeah. they're pushing themselves to the limit yeah so Gabriella and Leo come running in and they try and calm it down and they're like look this has to stop you you gonna kill yourselves mm-hmm. and then she admits that she's pregnant and that makes nicholas cage even more angry and then he what he's even more upset once again he's trying to grab the knife he wants to slit his own throat yeah. he tries to shove his face into the oven and share's like no you're crazy snap out of it um,
1: <laughs> she just thrown that line out left right left
0: right and left, center right and center. Yeah. yeah and so basically share and lady gaga and hayden christensen pulled john travolta and nicholas cage out of their suicide bids and are like mm-hmm. look this is ridiculous snap out of it <laughs> What is? Where did this feud come from? What is? What is the reason behind this feud? Why do you yeah. two hate each other so much? Yeah. And they both finally admit. Nicholas Cage starts first. He says, "He stole my grandmother's ancient recipe for pasta ragu." <laughs> and then John Travolta goes, "No, you stole my grandmama's ancient recipe for pasta ragu." Mm-hmm. And they both look at each other, and they realize, all this time, they've had the same grandmother. <laughs> So they both for like 50 years have thought that each has stolen the other one's pasta recipe. Yep. Turns out this recipe came from the same grandma yep. who was both for their grandmas. They are in fact cousins. Right. So John Travolta and Nicolas Cage burst into tears, <laughs> hug, yep. hug it out, make peace. The yep. feud is over and they decide to work together from now on and they decide to bury the hatchet. Right. Okay. And then...
1: And they all eat pizza.
0: And that will then Lady Gaga, who is like fully pregnant at this point, mm-hmm. And Leo, uh, mm-hmm. Ada Christensen, they both look down at her pregnant belly and look at each other and go, does that mean we're related too? Yeah. <laughs> and then Cher just goes, that's Amore. And then Cher sings a song and then the credits roll. You know? Great. And that's the end.
1: Yeah. yeah that was very hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. I, I
0: was pretty pleased with that one. Yeah. So yeah, that was... Um, moonstruck 2 that's amore and it does end with a big share sing-along because okay you need that yeah sure it's important sure cool so those were our sequel pictures now we're going to d- introduce a new section we'll see how long it lasts this is our <laughs> patreon corner section because we we do have a patreon i don't know if we mentioned it enough but uh patreon.com slash beyond the box set where you can subscribe for as much or as little as you want as little as two dollars a month to access a range of bonus features including a bonus episode and the opportunity to pick films for us to do in the future and also to be a guest if we would like to and much more as well and our new feature is that we have invited our patrons to call in and leave some recordings where they can just say something about moonstruck they can leave a sequel pitch they can leave us a drinking game they can leave us just a general impression they can do a share impersonation so harry (laughs) What, is our, what have our patrons this week given us on Moonstruck?
1: All right. Well, I've got a few. So cool. the first one is from Finn Ross Russell, Lovely. who has guested on what episode?
0: He introduced us to Moonrise Kingdom, I believe. Ah, that was it, yeah. He is a great friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. We love him deeply, and uh, I'm excited to hear what Finn has brought to us. Also... Finn, congratulations on your engagement. Aww. He got engaged to his girlfriend recently, so well done, Finn. Yeah. Oh, well done, Finn. Congratulations, Finn. And what Finn?
1: A good episode to
0: bring it up in. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Yes, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, you're engaged. Yeah. Anyway, here he is. Here's Finn Ross Russell. So for Moonstruck, I'm thinking a straight-up remake with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in
3: the male and female lead roles, since apparently remaking films that didn't need to be remade is exactly what the two of them are used to doing
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a, that's that's a good shout out yeah definitely something so I, see happening.
0: I think me and finn had the same uh thought process there but uh, <laughs> yeah i guess yeah very good thank you finn excellent mm-hmm. um, what else uh, we got
1: okay so the next one is from also a friend of the pod phil better
0: lovely the for, of the phil better show uh, iconic yes. podcast the phil better show yeah. he has guested on a couple of Couple of episodes. He did Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one he did recently? He did. Uh, God, was it another horror film? Is he, all, is he a Halloween regular? Um,
1: yeah, you know what? I've absolutely forgotten. It's, he definitely did it, Wolf and he did it, something else it, as well. It's around somewhere.
0: All classic episodes, yeah. yeah. The name of the movie is Sunstruck. And it takes place years later. Cher is now a grandmother with Ronnie. And we see her son living in Italy, having a lovely life. But he, he misses something. Something's missing. And he goes and he ends up finding Johnny's daughter. But they don't know it's daughter. Oh. And they start having a relationship and going through some great things in the sunny Italy countryside. And it ends up kind of being the exact same story of Moonstruck. But it's just
4: worlds reverse from Johnny, you know, being the uh, Ronnie in this case, you know.
1: So that's the uh, suggestion. I hope you guys love it. And uh, thank you again. The names feel better.
0: <laughs> no, i like that ending yeah good, very, sign good flair yeah so i guess i guess again that's kind of similar to what i came up with like a lot of sibling swapping and role swapping but mm. it's all in the family so yeah
2: yeah
1: no i like that too
0: very good thank you mm. phil better
1: okay next one is from louise ball have you heard of her
0: i don't know who that bitch is <laughs> uh, never do <laughs> you never heard of her
1: well anyway she is she has guested on many an episode sure and yeah. uh, is eager to guest again and i see her quite a lot anyway
0: issues
5: Hi, guys. Just wanted to give a shout-out to John for making this amazing choice uh, this week. Now I don't need to snap out of it because Moonstruck is, in fact, the greatest romantic comedy of all time fact. Um, it's absolutely amazing. i really enjoyed it, re-watching it. Um, my sequel pitch for you guys is Moobstruck. Uh, some years later, Nicolas Cage has to come to terms with the fact he no longer has that chest and abs of steel. He, in fact, has man boobs, um, and that's as far as I got with that. So, <laughs> um, thanks so much. Uh, I've been Louise. Bye.
0: Very good, very good boobs talk. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, great cool should we move on to listener submissions for our general non-paying listeners Mm, yeah okay so we have a few this week it's a bit of a harsh way
1: to refer to them yeah
0: the pros (laughs) the the the, the povos the commoners the commoners yeah uh joe herman said (laughs) toonstruck sorry
1: we love everybody we love you all
0: we love you all yeah uh joe herman said toonstruck an animated version of moonstruck oh yeah uh john Kausig said honey i shrunk the moon (laughs) very good uh, mike carey said star wars that's no moon struck <laughs> i thought you liked that one uh, chris gee said mars struck mm-hmm. over on twitter martin gardner at mg loves fun mm-hmm. said moon suspect a crossover with share's 1987 movie suspect in which nicholas cage plays a deaf mute man accused of murder and share has to write snap out of it on the whiteboard for him <laughs> Uh, mike mike and oscar at mm and oscar said share nicholas cage so much 2020's nude bathing in sunstroke <laughs> moonstroke, yeah. and finally scott hillman has produced a genuine sequel pitch which mm-hmm. i'm quite pleased with uh, he says ronnie and loretta are still together sharing nicholas cage so mm-hmm. i guess it's 30 years later whatever yep they're still together and still constantly arguing at johnny's funeral um danny Aiello's character's funeral mm-hmm. An accidental encounter with a lawn ornament causes Ronnie to lose his other hand. So he's now lost both hands. This makes their relationship even worse. Loretta asks her mother, Rose, for advice. And Rose tells her, if there's fighting, there's feeling. Mm -hmm. So it means the relationship is still strong. So Ronnie leaves town for a while to attend a special school for physical therapy, now that he's lost both of his hands. (laughs) And Loretta finds that she misses him. So Mm -hmm. that kind of reignites their relationship a little bit unfortunately while he's at this special school ronnie has another accident and loses his right leg (laughs) loretta flies out to his side and reunites with her increasingly limbless husband Mm -hmm. uh, and they vow to stay together and rediscover their spark yeah that's the end so he's left with only a single leg left to stand on but um, they're very much in love nice yeah Yeah, i like that yeah that sounds brilliantly ridiculous it does indeed which is exactly what you want for this particular movie So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week a few days before we record by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review in the app. You can also support us on Patreon for as much or as little as you think we're worth. And you'll get all the bonus features, including being part of our live call-ins, having access to our bonus episodes, being able to choose a film for us to pitch sequels to in a future episode, and many more. You can find all the links in the description below or at beyondtheboxit.com. Nice. And next week, Harry, it's yep. your pick. Yep. What have you got for me?
1: Uh, well, last time I picked a film, um, You, I, I, I tried to do a little game where I just named a cast member and... St- try to see how long it would take you to guess it. Sure. Um I think I I think I said, I said Jamie Foxx and then you just went in straight away. I said, I said Jamie Foxx. You were like showgirls. No.
0: Dream girls. Dream girls. Like, yeah. Instantly.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can do it again this time. Okay. Challenge know. accepted. <laughs> um <clears throat> I'm gonna give you a clue by clue. The first word of the film is the. the okay. You've already failed. It's got a musician in it. Because that is the season. Mm-hmm. The i'd say in from my point of view this musician's most famous song is from this film
0: so it's not david bowie no it's not the prestige no was we he thought, the prestige we, we, or yes the... and, we, and we've already done that was he in that or was he in the other yeah, one yeah no
1: he, he was in the prestige okay he, he was nikola tesla
0: okay uh this is the, the musician's most famous song so it's not someone who's like a pop star then
1: i'd say probably is but
0: their most famous song is from this film
1: i think so yeah
0: i need more uh, is it like a, their biopic like rocket man no, or the... no no
1: no it's a, it's a fictionalized film okay um from maybe the 80s maybe the 90s
0: interesting okay
1: the bodyguard
0: <gasps> oh whitney oh interesting okay i've never seen it have you not i have never watched the Bodyguard. no
1: wow okay well, i've
0: you've struck gold yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was mean, like
1: ma- maybe we'll see how it goes
0: yeah i was like what famous singer has a film in which their most famous song but of course the bodyguard well it could have been Dolly parton as well i guess for nine to five but yeah. sure yeah but... which i considered
1: but well, i mean there's, there's probably others
0: <laughs> sure yeah okay so whitney houston's the bodyguard mm-hmm. interesting i have not seen it i'm intrigued nice okay so listeners join us next week for the bodyguard starring whitney houston yeah
1: so thanks everybody Thank um, you very much.
0: See you next week. Take care. See you later. Bye.
3: <laughs> Snap out of it.